Hello again, and welcome again to Video Zone. Again. Alright, we're done with again. I'm Alec, this is my show about videotapes I happen upon. Videotapes that remind me of the golden age of video, the smell of the video store, the excitement you felt with the whiz of the tape rewinding because the previous asshole didn't do it, the curiosity as you're lured in by the coming attractions. Sometimes I even wrote down the trailers of the movies I wanted to see on a bit of paper and lose it and just never end up seeing the movies. This week I'm going to be talking about Lucas, which is a 1986 American film that I grew up with. Today, Lucas is probably most notable for its cast. You've got tragically late teen heartthrob Corey Haim in what I would say is by far his best role. You've also got Charlie Sheen at an early point in his turbulent career. This was right before he became Oliver Stone's muse for Platoon and Wall Street. Then he became the Zucker Brothers muse for the Hot Shots movies and then later the Scary movies, by which time his career was already clogging up the sink and making it gurgle violently. And then Chuck Lorre came along and gave him way more money than he knew how to squander and the rest is uh, infamy. Other than that, we've got Kerry Green, who was also a Goonie alongside uh, either the same or a different Corey, I'm not sure. Uh, Courtney Thorne-Smith, big in the 90s on Melrose Place. And a 14-year-old Winona Ryder, who briefly went on to bigger and better things, and stranger things more recently. Now, Lucas is a 14-year-old kind of loner kid. While other kids his age like to socialize and play football, Lucas does his own thing. You know, he's fascinated with the living world, and a big hobby is to go around with a net, observing birds and insects. He says, to catch them, you have to kill them. I just like to look at them. So he's looking at insects one day, and he sees a girl about his age hitting uh, tennis balls in a small court. Now Lucas is carrying a Walkman at the time with some classical music handy, so he just watches her for a while with the classical music going. It's a really sweet way to depict a kid getting a, a huge crush on another kid. So anyway, they become buddies. Lucas is in love with her, but she's gorgeous and rich and two years older than him, and Charlie Sheen, the football hero, is pretty fucking keen on her too. So you can see where this is going. Lucas does not get the girl, but good. Good. You can't be filling every kid with false hope. Hey, sometimes the writing's on the wall, kid. What can I tell you? So, all in all, Lucas is a decent high school movie that doesn't shy away from stuff like not getting the girl, not being Johnny Football Hero, getting bullied. It's a coming-of-age movie with a slice of realism to it. But it does kind of play to the trope at the end of the underdog kid suddenly being popular and all the other kids are cheering him on and the power ballad starts cranking up and there's so much of that in the 80s in like all high school films but also like Officer and a Gentleman and uh, uh, Flash Dance, all the right moves. Um, so Lucas doesn't get the girl in this one, not Kerry Green, but Winona's kind of the shy loner girl that's kind of like the, the chick version of Lucas. Also the blonde kid... Blonde boys in, in high school movies are never, they're never good news. And But the blonde kid that bullied him savagely throughout the movie is now the guy leading the slow clap for Lucas as he puts on the football jersey in front of all the kids and, and you know, they made it specially for him. It's a, It really is a nerdy kid's wet dream at the end, you know, back when bullying was something where you either keep your mouth shut like a good fella or you kick the guy's ass, you know, really, well, it wasn't until the 90s or maybe even the 2000s when kids were coming to school armed that people actually started to take bullying seriously. You know, back then a kid like Lucas getting the spontaneous slow clap in a high school locker room was about as likely as a time-traveling DeLorean, whereas now they're just giving him away, you know? Do you feel like a slow clap? 
have a slow clap. So at the time, a mega happy ending was probably far more satisfying to watch, for, you know, for any of its target audience than a, a realist alternative, God forbid. Um, the writer-director, uh, David Seltzer, uh, had a pretty varied career. He also wrote the screenplay for The Omen in 1976, and then Bird on a Wire with Goldie Horn and uh, Mel Gibson when people liked him. Uh, went on to direct Punchline, which is a Tom Hanks movie about stand-up comedy that no one saw. Anyway, so he did that, and then he did a movie called Shining Through. It's like a World War II drama that also nobody saw. And I'm looking at the poster here for Shining Through, and the tagline is a great example of how taglines used to be. It goes, uh, he needed to trust her. He needed to trust her with his secret. She had to trust him with her life. You know, taglines used to be so poetic like that. All double entendres, you know, trying to confuse you into going to see the movie, enticing you with shit like, you know, one guy had nothing to lose. One woman had everything to gain. But, uh... So I checked for the tagline for Lucas, and there's actually a few of them. One is, uh, it's about falling in love for the first time. And it has Lucas and Maggie sitting back to back listening to classical music. If it said, it's about falling in love... But it turns out she doesn't love you, and the realization scars you for life and almost crushes your spirit for good. You know, no one's going to see that. So a difficult film like Lucas has to be marketed in cunning ways. Here's another tagline for it. It reads, uh, she was the biggest thing that ever hit him until he played football, which is for the guys, I guess. Basically refers to a, a suicide mission in the movie where Lucas realizes Maggie doesn't love him and she loves Charlie and signs up for the football team and through some loophole winds up out there on the game day getting crushed by just an army of gridiron. You know, so the way the movie is marketed, particularly on video, is always pretty interesting. And on that note, it would also be incredibly remiss of me not to mention the trailers on this tape. I think I want to make that a regular bit on this show, because I always thought watching the trailers was half the fun. So the way I'll do it now is I'll just go over the titles and say, I don't know, one interesting thing about the movies. First up, Willy Millie is a movie uh, that stars uh, Pamela Adlon star of TV's Lucky Louie, Louie, and now Better Things, which I think has been picked up for a new season without co-creator Louis C.K.'s involvement, so watch that space. But Willie Millie is uh, the uh, 1986 story of a high school tomboy. The guys aren't attracted to her, and the girls mock and ridicule her. Are you seeing a running theme in these movies? And I guess these were kind of the first of their kind, about kids that, that you know, maybe didn't fit into to, to the school and got... You know, teased and bullied and you know because there's a lot of uh, movies around this time that deal with this um so one day she wishes she was a boy and some movie magic happens blah 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 bada bing bada boom she's a boy and so she you know comes to school as a boy and no one realizes that it's actually millie it's some some superman shit she looks exactly the same but everyone's like who's this new kid and also this was at a time before trans people had any kind of media visibility so i'm not sure how this film would hold up today but the film's one of several of these kind of grass is always greener kid fantasy flicks you know after willy millie there was another Corey haim flick called uh, just one of the girls where he 
starts coming to school as a hot girl and everyone's really nice to him. Again, they don't realize that it's 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 the same kid that they used to pick on. We have Peggy Sue got married, which is there's also a trailer for on here where Kathleen Turner relives her high school days in the 50s, kind of back to the future-esque. But I guess that trend of Willy Millie, just one of the girls, Peggy Sue, I guess it all culminated a couple of years later in Big, where some kid wishes he was Tom Hanks. Um, next we have Terminal Exposure, which every action movie at the time was some kind of variation of that title. Basic Instinct, Primal Fear, Terminal Velocity, Fatal Attraction, Terminal Exposure. But which was also one of Hans Zimmer's first gigs as a film composer, so I guess that's mildly interesting. There's a trailer for Night of the Creeps, which I actually remember seeing. It's as trashy a horror movie as you can think of. And the trailer's got this guy with the graveliest, coolest voice I've ever heard. You know, this is before Dolby Surround and Pro Tools, so they just had to find a guy who talks like that. And this motherfucker is creepy. Let me see if I can find a clip. From a world unknown comes a nightmare unimagined. First, they are under you, around you. On you. And then inside you. Feel that? That guy fucking rules. So all in all, Lucas is probably one of my favorite teen movies and definitely one of my favorite videotapes. For some reason, all these bizarre trailers have stuck with me over the years. And that's it for another installment of Video Zone. Apologies for the lateness. Be sure to check out next week's episode where, uh, hmm, what video will I be dishing out the 411 on next week? I don't know, but I'll tease it tomorrow, or the next day, or the day after that. <laughs>